COVID 2020 football season. Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. This is week 13. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. What's going on? I like that Super Friend shirt. Where you get that? Thank you. You like that, right? Uh, I'm not shouting out the company that I got it from because they're too expensive. Oh. But I got it from one of those. I got it from one of those um, those boxes. You know what I mean? Like those those like subscription boxes. Yes. I got it in one of those. So if you it was worth it. It was worth I mean look, the apparel the that they that they got me at the time it was worth it. But the reason why I didn't the reason why I don't rock with them is yeah. because I got I I I subscribed to the service yeah. to get one thing. It was a it was a box that was for the uh the 30-year anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it was like a one box. It was cost me fifty bucks for that box, and it was supposed to arrive in May. It arrived. They del- they they shipped it to me, and it got stolen off of my doorstep. Well, you and they wouldn't problem. ship me. That's not on you. I know, but it's that. That's not on me. That's not even on. The, that's not even on the thief. I mean, it's just. It is what it is, right? That's on the thief. But no, but they wouldn't ship me a replacement. They wouldn't ship me a replacement box. No. Uh, and and you know and they so they wouldn't ship me a replacement box so literally the the only thing that i wanted that i that i got into this you know subscription for i think i know the company is the one thing i didn't get advertising real heavy a couple years ago so yeah but but you 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 like you like you like this you like to do here because before we jump into Mm -hmm. uh before we jump into our picks i want to thank City of Detroit, the Lions organization. For doing what? For doing the right thing. Uh-huh. For getting Matt Patricia. Never trust a name. Never trust a man with a woman's last name, okay? <laughs> Never trust a man <laughs> with a woman's last name, okay? okay? The guy's name, you know, Jonathan Janet. Don't do it. Just don't trust him, okay? Matt so Patricia. So don't pick up Jerry Judy in fantasy in case he's on the waiver wire. Yes. Well, Judy is spelled J-E-U-D-Y. It's not like, it's not, I think you could get away with that. Okay. I think you're okay to get away with that. But Matt Patricia, good riddance. Goodbye. Go back to New England. I'm willing to bet that Bill Belichick won't even take you back. I'm willing to bet that he's done with you just as much as we are. Goodbye. So long. Don't let the door hit you wherever you go. You know what? And please take Adam Gates with you. If he wants to stay a head coach, he's going to go down to college. And he's going to go ruin either the University of Texas, uh, University of Tennessee, or the University of South Carolina, because all three of those schools got openings. The so problem we'll see is who he destroys on the, on the college ranks. The problem is he's just not a good coach, man. Like he's just not a good, he, he's not a good fit. I mean, this was this People this was like one of the attitude. Fir- right. This was like one of the first times I re- I have recalled where a coach got fired. And like all of the former players on the team like, started tweet started tweeting out like good riddance like oh so I was the problem like all of these things that started coming out usually your coach gets fired and it's like a solid it's like a somber moment and dude I I was I was reading a and this is the last piece I'll say yeah. I was reading an article about the firing mm-hmm. and no uh, it was a it was an article it was, a, it was somebody it was a it's a podcast uh, a Detroit Lions podcast and they were talking about the firing and that 
the owner when she went to tell the players yeah. on Zoom that he had been fired. They celebrated. She, she, yeah, she went there to, she went there to like tell them like, sorry, just want to let you guys know we things weren't working out, and so we fired him. The 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 reaction from the players was thank you. They thanked her for firing the head coach. That's how bad it was, man. I, I I am completely expecting this team to turn around and do some do some big things. Matt Stafford, class class of the you know he's ahead of the class because he would not throw the throw Patricia under the bus, but everybody else did, so he's perfectly fine. He's the quarterback. Yeah. And so he would he wouldn't he wouldn't back. rip. Yeah. He wouldn't rip Patricia, but everybody else. You know, got his back, so yeah. they they tore him down. So he just him a new one on his way out. It's great. Stafford just let the other team, the team do the job. Exactly. Twitter has been around since two thousand what six seven, and NFL players have probably been on it for at least the past ten years. And this is the first yeah. time they've gone. Everyone, basically, all like at least fifteen to twenty former players were like, "Yo, good bye." Yeah, former players, like dude, retired players, dude, like like Herman, like Herman Moore came out and Did said, really? yes, Herman Moore was happy. Wow. Okay, like this is this is what we're talking. Like Stephen Tulloch, Herman Moore. Why is Herman Moore not in the Hall of Fame, by the way. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. All right. Oh, Stephen great. Stephen Tulloch was like. Stephen Tulloch was like, yes, this is awesome. Like, like, like this they're is, not even on the team. They just want him gone. <laughs> he was on, wait, he was on the team no more. Patricia's first year, though, right? No, he wasn't. He, he I think he team. got hurt. I think he got when he when he um. Steven Tulloch had the most hilarious injury ever. Um, when he had that injury, I think that was the year, either the year before or two years before Patricia joined the team. Ah, okay. The funniest injury I've ever seen. Like, sad because I'm a Lions fan, but hilarious yeah. in its... Like, in its how? how did this happen? Hilarious. And just for our listeners, just to be aware, we will also... There may be a separate podcast that, we're, that I'm putting together for the NBA season where we're going to go through not we can't do every single weeks every single you know every game every week but i'm going to see if i can get all the friday and saturday games and just go through those that'll be about eight to ten games each week that we're going to be putting out there for y'all and then you can also follow us on twitter at sports gods picks all right let's do it right now we are going to get into it we got the very first game of the week which is the baltimore ravens hosting well actually no that's not even going to be the first game that's going to be the first game that we're going to go over the Ravens are going to be playing next Tuesday, being as they played last Wednesday, which is yesterday, as we're recording this on a Thursday. And they are giving seven and a half points to the Dallas Cowboys. And even after losing a close game with RG3, that's how little they think of Andy Dalton and the rest of the Cowboys that are still limping to the end of the season. There is no over-under on this game as of yet. And that seven and a half spread is probably going to increase so if I were you, I would jump on it quick because Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to play and J.K. Dobbins looks like he's going to play. And the Cowboys' defense is not the Steelers' defense. So I would expect the Ravens to probably cover the over. I'm going to guess that's going to be somewhere around like 45, 46 and a half points. And I think they can beat them by a good 10 to 15 points. I see, I see this two-touchdown win by the Ravens at home because they can't afford to lose any more games if they're actually going to be a playoff team and a team who was basically the number two seed last year. So I think they're going to steamroll the Cowboys here. Cowboys are really clinging to life. Technically, they're still in it in their division, but everybody's in it in their division. You know, it's like week to week. So I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Ravens. 
giving up seven and a half, and I'm going to go with the over. I don't even know what the over is going to be, but they're going to beat it. And yeah. Yeah, I don't care um, what the over is. I'm going to go with the over as well. I'm going to go with Ravens and the over in this one. I do not believe in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton needs to be a coach. Maybe he can coach. Maybe he can coach the Cowboys. You know, he can do a better job than what's the name, McAfee. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with Ravens and over in this one. All right. Cowboys are not winning this, and it's not gonna be good. Malik. Yeah, it's a clean sweep for us. I'm going 30-17 Ravens. Um, <clears throat> look, they are like you. You you kind of hit the nail on the head, uh, Ace. They're in a, they're in the need of a bounce back win. They need to keep pace in the AFC playoff race. Uh, Lamar's going to be back. Ingram and Dobbins should be back as well. Um, and I think the game being on Tuesday helps them get a little healthier mm-hmm. and to and prepare as if it's a regular week. Um, yeah. So, you know, they don't, you know, being that they played Wednesday, um, you know, they'll be able to prepare better. And if there's one quarterback coming from the NFC, NFC East that they know really well, it's Andy Dalton. So yeah. um, they should not be, you know, familiarity is not going to be a problem for them uh, playing against him. Um, they can probably do all the same things that they've always done against him and it's going to work. Um, you know, the main, the main thing here is, you know, is Ezekiel Elliott ever going to show his, you know, his, his actual, uh, his actual self at any point this season, is he going to be able to, or is the Dak Prescott factor not against this really that much? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like the only thing that you can hang your hat on is that Zeke is, is still a, beast as a running back and if yeah. he were to have a huge game then yeah they would be able to cover but i don't think it's going to happen the ravens are going to go all out 30 17 i wish he shows up on my fantasy team man people yeah i can't even imagine how tight <laughs> fantasy owners are right now but that is what yeah it is. yep um all right moving on we have the miami dolphins hosting the cincinnati Bengals, giving them 11 and a half points they are the biggest money line underdogs of the week the Minnesota, um, the Miami Dolphins, minus 549, and the Cincinnati Bengals are plus 430, which means no one thinks they're going to win this game in Vegas. The over-under is 42 and a half. This is a lot of points, and the Dolphins haven't been great, but when they beat play bad teams, they have been crushing them. Um, they were able to crush the Jets. They were able to beat a few other teams that were really, really kind of trash. So I really don't see how Cincinnati wins this game, but these big spreads have been hard to get covered, as I said last week with Jacksonville. But I don't see the Bengals having much hope. Um, Their quarterback is pretty average. Joe Mixon isn't coming back, so Giovanni Bernard is in there, and I don't know how much he has left. Their wide receivers are still good, but it's that extra one point. Like I could see them winning this game 30-10 to somehow, and then they don't cover. And that's kind of the only reason why I want to even take the Bengals. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one because they're at home. And they can actually get into the playoffs here. They're sitting here at 6-4. and four. Or 6 and – I'm sorry. What am I talking about? They're 7-4. and four. Yeah. So this is – there's really no reason for them to, to drop this game at all. But it's just the fact that they have to blow this team out. And the over-under on this game is only – but like I think it's somewhere like in the 40s. 42 and a half. It's 42 and a half points, and you're an 11 and a half point favorite. So for this to be under, you're going to beat them 21 to three. Yeah. Which is actually possible, or 21 to seven. So I can see the scores being something like that. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And. You went with the Dolphins in the over or under? Dolphins in the uh, under. 
I don't see Cincinnati doing much. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but the only reason I was thinking that because once again, I, even though I hate the Dolphins and stuff like that, Brian Flores is still my favorite quarterback. I mean, favorite um head coach this year. Yeah, Dolphins are playing really top defense or whatever. I do not see Bengals actually scoring that much, whatever, in this. Yeah, and I don't, I'm looking at that spread and looking at that over and under. I don't see it happening. Wait, so I'm definitely going to go with you in this one, Ace. Miami Dolphins and the under in this one. All right, Malik. So Brandon Allen last week played against the New York Giants uh, at home, and they round they wound up uh, being able to score 17 points um, in his you know his you know NFL debut. As it was, this is a much tougher matchup uh, on the road against a Miami team that's you know playing some good defense. Uh, Fitzpatrick may be out there. I, I heard Tua is back to practicing uh, in a limited in a limited capacity. So that's actually that actually bodes well for <clears throat> that actually bodes well for Cincinnati because from the games that I've watched of Miami, when Tua is out there, it's a, it's a more conservative uh, offense. They don't push. He he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but he also doesn't um, he doesn't you know take a lot of chances. Uh, if if Fitzpatrick's out there, I think this can get away from Cincinnati pretty quickly. Um, so I, I'll take Miami. I don't like that half a point to your point ace i think yeah. I, I don't like the half i don't like the one and a half here miami at 10 would have felt really really solid yeah but that yeah. miami at 11 and a half feels just it feels squishy it feels this feels like a game that goes you know 23 13 and especially with that line with that over under being as low as it is it means that vegas does not think that they are going to that there's going to be a high score but the differential is going to be 11 and a half points, which is, it's just a really, really shaky thing to deal with. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Miami in the under here as well. Um, but I, I don't feel good about it. And I would caution folks from betting this game because this, it's a bit of a trap. You see now the Bengals have covered, is it, are they six and five on the season? And the Dolphins um, are four actually, they're saying they're equal record, seven and four, eight and three, I think. On, in terms of covering spreads. Now, the Dolphins have covered a big spread against the Jets last week, 20 to 3. Yep. They would have to do the same exact thing. Now, I don't know, are the Cincinnati Bengals that out of whack? I think they actually kind of like their coach. It's just that Joe Burrow went down, and that's kind of it on offense, so they don't have the quarterback. The rest of the team is actually pretty good. They still have T. Higgins. They still have um, H.A. Green and the veteran. They still got you know, they, they still have a total team. It's just that can they actually score 10 points and stop Miami from just going off? Because Fitzpatrick, for some reason, seems to have his best games against these mediocre teams. And he threw for 400 yards last year against Cincinnati. I think he could actually do it again. So I, whether it's him or whether it's Tua, I think they'll rest Tua because I think they know Fitzpatrick can get this win and let Tua finish out the season and get him fully healthy because they know he's the future. So they're not trying to risk that hit. All right. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to do the Tennessee Titans hosting the Cleveland Browns. Tennessee is giving six points to the Browns. Both of these teams actually have the same record, but the money line favorite is Tennessee, obviously, and they're minus 264. Even though it's only a six point spread, the over under here is 53 and a half. The way the Titans were able to blow out last week, I think it was the Colts, which is a much better defensive team than the Browns and a much better offensive team than the Browns. And the fact that 
they're trying to get Baker Mayfield to throw five-yard passes that are just completions leads me to believe that they're not going to be able to dink and dunk their way to a victory against the Tennessee Titans. It may make the game closer, but I'm still – I know I'm picking all favorites here, but I feel like this is an easy one with Tennessee minus six. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take the over. They might give up a bunch, but they're going to score way more than uh, the Browns will in this one. Malik. Yeah, Ace, I'm rolling in the opposite direction here. Cleveland, <clears throat> Cleveland, and 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 they're both and eight and three teams, so it's they're both very good teams. They both, um, and they both play. Although Tennessee is definitely a more explosive, it has has shown themselves to be explosive at times. Mm-hmm. They both want to run the football. They 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 both both teams want to win by running the football, being physical at the point of attack and controlling the clock and putting their quarterbacks in plus yarded situations and plus third down situations so that they don't have to make things happen. I think I trust, I definitely trust Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. It's crazy to say it, right? Um, I trust Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback more than I do Baker Mayfield late in the game. But I think this is a close enough game between two physical, you know, rushing teams that gets you to a five, you know, a four to five point victory one way or the other. And if I'm looking at it from that perspective, then I'm going to go Cleveland. I also, I also think that this over under at 53 and a half is, is pretty high. And so I would actually, I'm going to actually play the, play the over there. Cause I think both teams will score on each other. I don't think that's going to be a problem either. Um, and so I'm looking at a score probably somewhere in the lines of 31, 28, 32, 28, something along those lines, uh, you know, yeah, and, and again, I'll still roll with Tennessee just because I think that they're the better team and they can win at home. Um, but I think Cleveland will make the cover. So I'll take Cleveland here in the over. All right. Anthony. Yeah, I'm also taking Cleveland, but I'm going to take Cleveland on the under in this one. I think this is going to be more of a smash mouth type of game. And But this is basically right now the present time on – what's it called – game manager versus the per- the future game manager because you know Baker Mayfield doesn't know right now but he's gonna he's figuring it out right now this year he's basically a future game manager for the Cleveland Browns and stuff like that might actually can win a Super Bowl that way never know so but anyway it's Brad Johnson versus Trent Dilfer yeah definitely <laughs> definitely definitely but the, I don't I don't see the, I, I know that they, these two teams can get into games where they can score this much and they can get the, the they can actually cover for that over and stuff like that but for some reason, I'm just going to go the other way on this one. I'm going to go with Cleveland on the other this one. All right, good. It gives me a spot to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me a spot to maybe catch up. Good luck on that one. Oh, wow. Talk begins. All right. Minnesota- what, did, what, did Jay, what did Jay-Z say? I will not lose. That's that's, right. I, think, I think that's my quote. That's my quote that's right there. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> Shooters got to shoot, man. Shooters got to shoot. <laughs> Uh, we got the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, my Jags finally covered a spread last week for me. They are getting 10.5 this week in Minnesota, which is kind of surprising considering that Dalvin Cook is hurt. And they are 30, 300 plus 380 on the money line. And the Minnesota Vikings are probably the biggest, oh no, the second biggest money line favorite, minus 500. So, and the over under is 50.5. Um, I'm going to go first real quick on this one. I don't see Jacksonville being this bad. They weren't this bad last week. Um, Minnesota is not overwhelming people. They are squeaking by teams. They're winning games, but like 
this is a game they kind of need to win so they can sneak into the playoffs and get crushed. But Minnesota's not exactly uh, a juggernaut here. I'm glad this isn't going to be a nationally televised game because nobody wants to see a 1-10 team go up against a 5-6 team. They beat the Panthers 28-27 last week at home. With And they barely, yeah, they squeezed by Houston, Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago. Mm, they've never blown anybody out. I'm going to have to go with Jacksonville on this one. The biggest win they have all year is by 14 points, and that's against Detroit. Um, sadly, I think Jacksonville's offense is better than Detroit's. They've been inconsistent, but like their quarterback play last week was good enough. So I'm going to go with the Jags getting 10 and a half and the over. Malik. Yeah, you've convinced me, Ace. Um, I, I'm going to take Jacksonville as well. I think that's just too many points to give to a team that's, <clears throat> you know, hit or miss in a lot of, in a lot of respects, but, um, I mean, one thing that they have shown an ability to do is score, um, and and they should be they should be able to score. You know, here Minnesota's defense is not is not that good, um, and it's going to. I mean, and they they're going to need to put up some points in order to, to to keep pace. But I don't think I also don't think Minnesota's. I mean, if if Cook is is hampered in any way, you know, they depend so much on him to be the engine of that offense. If he's, if he's hampered in any way, if he's limited, I assume he's going to play, but if he's limited in any way, it's going to be really tough for them to generate enough offense to keep a 10.5-point spread, um, you know, at bay. So I'll, I'll take the Jags here to cover. Again, I don't think they're going to win. I wouldn't bet them to win it, but uh, I think it's a pretty good cover for them. And so I'll go ahead and take that. All right. And. Okay, you, you didn't have to really convince me, both of y'all, y'all didn't really have to convince me. I'm thinking about this. I'm looking at um, Jacksonville from last week and stuff like that. They actually played really good. They're, they're not playing like a team that actually wants to tank this season. I should say that. They're actually in there fighting. I can actually see them winning this game, too. And I actually hope they do, so you know, help my Jets out. But anyway, I'm going to go with Jacksonville, and I'm going to go with them with the over. And I actually think they're going to actually win this game. So you would take Jack Jaguars money line plus three. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. So, so you want to take this as one of your locks of the week? I'm gonna take that as my lock of the week. Okay. And hey, you didn't go me into that. I'm actually thinking about that. All right, man. Because I actually had it on my notepad. I was going back and forth, scribbling and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ant's put Ant's putting his record. Do you realize Ant? You realize Ant was, Ant was five and zero in best bets last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, he had a surprisingly. Like, he hit a five-game parlay, despite the fact that he only won seven games on the week. Yeah. But five of those seven were the ones, were the ones that he got. Yeah. It was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Picks Congratulations. Man. He knows. Yeah. Always been on it. <laughs> yeah, follow him this season, y'all. He has been on it. He has been money. And he don't even know it. <laughs> we got the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Another NFC South rivalry game. Somehow, this is only a two-and-a-half-point spread, despite the fact that I believe the Falcons have, what, like four wins on the season? Is that, is that correct? Right. Are they four and seven? Four, four and seven? I thought yeah. they were three and eight. No, the Atlanta Falcons are four and seven, and the Saints four and are seven. nine and two. And somehow the Atlanta Falcons are only two and a half point underdogs. So either they have no faith in Taysom Hill because they just beat a quarterback-less team, but they did beat the brakes off of them, 31 to three. And... Saints defense is actually good. Julio Jones isn't going to play. Leak, 
you can go first on this one. I don't I don't know what to make of this line. Over under is 45. There's no real big underdog on the money line either. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty easy play for me because it because the because the line is is at two and a half. I think you can just you can just bet with your you know bet with your head on who's going to win the game, right? The assumption here is that if if the Saints do what they have done over the last two weeks with Taysom Hill at quarterback, um, and that's play some really really tough defense, keep the other team from from scoring, and use Taysom Hill and a ball control offense that runs the football, eats up clock, Taysom Hill and um, Alvin Kamara just kind of running the ball all over all over, all over teams and Taysom Hill, you know, making a lot of uh, safe throws out there. Um, then there's no reason to believe that Atlanta can, you know, should, should win the game. You know, this is a, you know, there's no crowd. Atlanta's at home and these are typically uh, tough matchups for uh, between those two teams. I mean, this is a division matchup. They, they don't like each other. I've mentioned that before during the last, before the last game that they played, but no fans means this is not going to be a hostile environment for the saints this time around. And they're going to be able to do exactly what it is that they want to do. Uh, again, Matt Ryan without Julio Jones is a much different player, much different quarterback. And this offense just, you know, plays a lot slower and is a lot, lot less efficient uh, without him. And um, also, you know, surprisingly, Todd Gurley's not, I don't think Todd Gurley's going to play either. And although Todd Gurley is not, you know, the Todd Gurley that we, we knew and loved, you know, from so many years ago, he's been a touchdown machine for them. And he's been the guy that, you know, scores in that in that red zone and, and takes advantage of those red, red zone opportunities so i'm gonna pick new orleans here uh and it's actually a little easier for me to do that because of you know all of the factors that i've mentioned here uh and i'm gonna put them in as my first best bet uh for this week so i'm gonna take new orleans and give the two and a half uh as a best bet there okay all right i'm gonna go next and i yeah new orleans should win this game i don't see any reason Atlanta Falcons have a middle-of-the-road defense. Uh, the Saints are, are a top-10 defense statistically. So I'm going to go with the defense. I think that's going to travel. I don't see the Atlanta Falcons being able to do much outside of Calvin Ridley, and they can double him, or they can just let him go and get maybe one touchdown and a couple, couple of catches there, maybe 86 yards or so. The Saints should be able to do this pretty easily. Taysom Hill might actually throw a touchdown pass this week. Who knows? Here's hoping. Fingers crossed for all you Saints fans who want to see a pass in TD. <laughs> Y'all been accustomed to those with Drew Brees, but uh, you know, this may be your new brand of football. Ground and hey. baby in the dome. So nobody's complaining as long as they're winning. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Saints and the under. I think it's gonna be somehow a low scoring game. 21-20. No, 21-10, I would say, probably for the Saints. And the Saints are, yeah, I would put the Saints as my lock of the week as well. This seems to be an easy one. Hey, buzzer, make it three for three in here. I'm going to Saints and under in this one, too. You can't argue with it. Saints got a good defense. This is the new Saints look until Breeze come back. Atlanta's got a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Lock me up for the same exact thing. Saints and under. All right. Moving on, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at Ants New York football Jets? Are they the airplanes now? Have they, they stopped flying? Are they landing? <laughs> They're the paper airplanes. You need to skip them. And go, what's yeah, the next thing? The New York paper it's, airplanes. It's, it's COVID. No fly zones. <laughs> no it's fly COVID. Zone. You can't fly anymore. That's right. New York. No flights coming in or out. They grounded. So oh, man. You go first. They're getting eight and a half points at home 
plus 310 on the money line. Not even the biggest money line underdogs this week. The Bengals, the Jags, and the Denver Broncos are much, much bigger underdogs, actually. So the over-under here is 50, 46 and a half. What do you think, Ant? I think that's too high. I think according to the, Ra- the, the Raiders right here, they, they, um, the way how they play, when they play against um, just have an okay defense type of thing, they don't really score that much. But I don't see the court, the Jets actually scoring that much. Maybe Sam Donald might actually, you know, knock off the cobwebs or whatever. I don't know what, what's up with him. Gates ruined him. I could easily see this going to be, a, uh, like I say, a 20 to 10 game or a 20 to 6 game or something like that, some low scoring game. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go with the uh, Raiders in this one. I'm going with Raiders in the under. All right. And let's uh, not talk about this team no more. Malik. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's funny enough. Like, I think this line is, I actually think this line is 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 right about what is is right around the dangerous area um, for betters. Um, uh, the Raiders, cool. the Raiders have played down to the level of competition so often this year. Um, I mean, we just watched them get their tails beat in Atlanta um by a team that they they they, they should have handled everybody had why the Saints you know, isn't a lock but maybe that's why that game's so close is what I, was I, I everybody yeah, yeah and I mean everybody bet the Raiders up you know um to that and you know they just completely laid an egg there um the interesting thing here though is uh the Raiders right now this season so far this season the Raiders are seven seven and four against the spread and they're four and two away from away from home against the spread this year. The Jets are one and four, sorry, two and four at home and three and eight overall. Um, so everything leans towards the Raiders being able to take this, to take the take the bull by the horns and just uh, you know cover the eight and a half. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks realistically the Jets are going to win the game, but it's really about that eight and a half um, and eight and a half point spread. I mean, and I know you're 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 a Jet fan. It has to hurt to watch, to watch Sam Darnold, you know, kind of not develop the way that you believed that he would, you know, when he was drafted a couple of years ago. Because, I mean, despite the fact that this team is going to go in 16 and you're going to have a rebuild season and all of those things, I think Sam Darnold was the one bright spot that you could look to, you know, even over the past, the past couple of years and say, you know, at least, you know, we can watch this kid develop a little bit, you know, in the midst of a bad, a bad year, bad seasons. And they've just completely damaged him. He just yep. looks like damaged goods out there and he's not going to get any better. And I, I feel, if I feel bad for him, bad for Jets fans and just bad overall. It's extremely painful looking at this because, you know, I don't even know how Gates even got up to, to the level of head coach. That Peyton Manning thing, man, something wrong, man. Somebody me to speak to Peyton Man about who he should be recommending because there's no way this guy should be coach. And I really feel bad for Sam. I hope Sam gets a good, to a good team next year and they actually develop him. You can see, see him as a starter because he should be a starter in this league and he should be doing better than quite what he's doing right now. Unfortunately, right now, he's not living up to his potential. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if that's – if that wasn't enough, uh, enough context for the pick, uh, I'm going Vegas. Uh, Vegas, I'll give the eight and a half uh, tepidly, and I'll play the under here because the Jets just haven't been able to score points against anybody, and it's, it sucks to say that, but yeah. Wow. And before you go, Ace, I just want to say this one thing. I can predict the, the first, couple, four, um, first three plays is going to be run, run, try to pass, and they're going to be, you know, 
It's going to be a punt. Well, I'm telling you, Frank Gore is going to get the ball two times. Watch. He's banking on that. On the opening drive. Yes. It always happens. Never fails. Watch. All right. (laughs) Play the prop on that. Play the prop. Play the prop on – yeah, let's see. Let's see what they got on the board right there. I I have to go the other way because that's just me. Um, The Jets actually have a better rushing defense and a better passing defense than the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders' rushing defense is one of the worst in the league. It's worse than the Patriots. It's worse than the Panthers. It's worse than the Lions. It's worse than the Packers. They have one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. The Jets have one of the worst running backs in the NFL. That's true. (laughs) So something's got to give. (laughs) But if you have a worse passing defense and a worse rushing defense against the New York Jets, and you're a warm weather team and you're playing in New York in December or North Jersey in December, guess what? You may not cover all eight and a half of these points. You may just be like, yo, we just need a win. Who knows? Maybe they found the one club in New York that's still open and they're going to be partying. <laughs> Maybe they were partying in Vegas last week and they're like, it is what it is. We just need to get a dub and we're in the playoffs. Our coaches will be happy. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take the Jets even at eight and a half. And if you could tease this up to nine, nine and a half, that'd be even better. There's no way the Jets win this game. And if the Jets do win this game, John Gruden and his 10-year contract will somehow be on the hot seat in year three. Because if you lose to a winless team after losing to, I get you losing to Kansas City, but losing to Atlanta and the Jets back-to-back, oh, that will be the story of the rest of the season for the Las Vegas Raiders about them just blowing it. The only way the Raiders is going to lose this game if it's Frank Gore can turn into the 49ers version of Frank Gore. Yeah, he's got a little old juice left in him, old legs, so who knows? And he's just trying to run till his son comes in the league. Then when his son comes in the yeah. league, he can just pass the jersey over. That's exactly what I was thinking. That would be kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. That would, I, like, I'm not going to lie. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I Especially for a running back. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Um. The Colts are a seven and four team, and the Houston Texans, I believe, have three wins on the season. And yet, somehow, Texans are home underdogs, only minus three and a half. Now, I I kind of see it because I guess a lot of people believe that the Texans can put up a bunch of points. Oh, the Colts, the Texans are four and seven, so they have flip flop record: seven and four versus four and seven again. Um, Texans have a pretty good team. Everyone's getting back healthy again for the Colts. The defense is solid enough. I do like taking home dogs, especially when they're a quality team like the Texans, but I don't see the Texans coming back and like covering this late game. If these team teams have played already and the Colts kind of gave them the business previously, I just want to bring up that score real quick. Oh, no, wait. They have two games left against them. This is their first game. Oh, I was thinking when they played Tennessee and beat them. So this is the same Colts team that beat Tennessee 34-17 in Tennessee. So I don't see them having a problem going into the Texans and giving them the business. I'm going to take the Colts on the road here, and I'm going to go with the over. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm taking the Colts and the Colts and the over on this one. Malik. Deshaun Watson is back. Deshaun Watson is back, and I think he's going to have a good game. I think this is going to be a good performance for Deshaun Watson. Um he needed the elixir that was the Detroit Lions defense on Thanksgiving. He got that. <laughs> he scored his, scored his four touchdowns. And the man is back uh, to doing what he needs to do. Um, I, honestly, honestly, Ace, I just don't like, like, I like, I like home dogs. 
you know, mm-hmm. getting I like home dogs getting points in, in divisional divisional games. I, I just I enjoy that. Um, the three and a half just feels really, really spicy to me. It feels like it feels like something. It feels like a, this feels like a three point game. Division games technically tech tend to run, you know, run close. Indianapolis, you know, despite the fact that they can score points and we've seen them score, yeah. you know, we've seen them score, you know, pretty high numbers uh, this year. Um, they are also a relatively conservative bunch that, you know, doesn't push the ball down the field to bring up, to put up, put up big numbers. You see a lot of their points when they've got their games where they've scored good, good amount of points. It's usually because they're forcing turnovers and getting short yeah. fields that Philip Rivers is, Philip Rivers can take. Yeah. Philip Rivers can take, you know, advantage of, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to throw a lot of, uh, I don't think Philip Rivers is going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he's going to play conservative. He's going to keep the, keep the ball, you know, keep the ball moving. And I think this is a game where Houston, you know, takes advantage of just the youth and the explosiveness that they have. Uh, they open things up and let Deshaun do his thing. So I'm going to take Houston to cover uh, and give me the three and a half there. And I will take the, I'll actually take the over here. I think this is some, I, th- I think the 50 and a half, I think I'll, you know, play it towards something like 31, 27, something along those lines um between and and i actually really think if you if you if you're feeling a little you know feeling a little frisky go ahead and play that play that money line play that play that 155 on the money line um for houston because i could i would not be surprised if they won this game as well okay yeah well as for me um i had a little sad news that was delivered to me well it was a couple of days ago but maybe a day ago or something like that, but I noticed it when I logged into the um, my fantasy or whatever and I saw that Will Fuller is going to be suspended for the rest of the year. Yep. Because he wanted to, you know, get a little performance enhancing. You know, he was performance enhancing my, my fantasy team, but, you know, kind of ruined that. But Deshaun is, like Malik said, Deshaun is back. I believe in I believe in him. I believe what he can do. I don't believe in um, Phillip Rivers at all, no. So I'm going to go – with the um, Texans on this one. But I'm going to take the under in this one. I think this is not going to be that high scoring game. I think it's going to be under that, fit, that um, was it, 50.5? 15 and a half, yep. 15 and a half, I mean? Yeah. So I'm definitely going to go with Texans on this one, but I'm taking the under in this one. Yeah, I, I, would, I would be leaning towards Indy 2 with the, with the Fuller news, but the, if there's one player that Tashawn Watson is used to not playing with, because the guy's usually been hurt most of his career, it's Will Fuller. He knows yeah. how to play without Will Fuller. <laughs> and because of that, even though the I, I will say this, I just read that the last twelve regular season games between these two teams have been decided by single digits. And I get that, but Will Fuller's not playing, so that takes one element away from their team. And I'd also like to point out that the Houston Texans have the thirty-first ranked rushing offense in yards per game on the season through twelve games that they've played or 11 games that they've played. So there's also that. All right. Moving on to the next game. We're going kind of out of order here in terms of when the games are actually going to be played. I think this is actually the second Monday night game. Yeah, Pittsburgh, yep. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be happening at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So right as you get off work, hop in your car on the way home on the expressway and just watch that in the steering wheel. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be hosting the Washington football team, the nameless team, giving eight and a half points. They are minus 435 on the money line. And the Washington football team is plus 340. The over-under is 42 and a half. So I guess they expect this to be a lot to a little. 
similar to the Pittsburgh game against Jacksonville, except the only difference is this team has a much better quarterback and a good running back and a much better pass rush. So I don't know. I don't expect Washington to win, but I do expect Washington to be able to keep this within a touchdown. That's kind of what that's kind of this this is going to be the game I actually do want to watch cuz I don't think it's going to be as easy of a blowout as it should be. I mean, Washington is not a great team, but technically they they could win their division with 4 and 4 to 4 and 7. So they still have a shot at a winning record technically. Washington is averaging 28 point point. No, that's that's the Steelers, sorry. I was going to go on Washington here is why I'm why I'm going to end up taking them. But I'm going to get to that. Washington is averaging 21 points a game. They have the seventh most points game against. They have a lot of sacks. They have a lot of interceptions. They're ninth and third in those. Their defense is actually much better than I thought. And they're averaging about 107 rushing yards a game. The Steelers usually shut down the run pretty well. And when you do, Washington can work off play action. They're not totally devoid of talent. And, and their quarterbacks are actually doing okay. Alex Smith is actually playing well. So with a veteran QB like that, don't expect too many turnovers or mistakes. Same thing for the Steelers. I'm taking Washington to cover on the road here. I know this is a stretch, but I believe that last game took more out of the Steelers than we than we expected them, even at that close uh, victory. I'm taking Washington to cover and the over. And okay, well, Steelers is going is getting a lot of pressure every single week to actually put its undefeated season. Mm-hmm. They going. Well, I don't. I, I can see them still winning this game and, and keep on going and stuff like that. But I still, and I kind of don't respect the um, Washington football team. The only reason is because they don't have a real name, and they're also an NFC, <laughs> NFC um, lease, NFC lease. Yeah, that's what I'm call them. <laughs> that's what everybody calls them. Yes, and it's it's perfect. It's perfect until until they actually build up those those teams to actually be respectable NFL teams. Uh, yeah, this is Jets fans talking, but anyway, um, looking at the um, the over and under here, I'm definitely going to go with Steelers on this one, and I'm going to go Steelers with the over. I think they're going to actually bounce back from from their little slump because it looked like they was about to go in a little slump there, but now I think they're going to pick it up and, and show Washington, you know. This is what happens when you come to a come to a game with a you know no no name team. Anyway, Malik. You know what? No, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna change my pick. I'm going with the Steelers. Ah. I'm I'm, I'm going with the Steelers. I'm sticking with them. I guess I convinced you. You know by no, you know sure. talking about you know Washington needs a name. Washington does need a name, but Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is a much better team. And I've I've been looking back. Washington's on a two game winning streak, but every quality team they've played, they've gotten blown out by. Like and they're going to get blown out again. So I don't see any difference this week. Even though the tough game with the Steelers, if they they should be able to cover this. They should be able to cover this. Ben Roethlisberger is trying to get an MVP season. Yeah, go ahead. It's not happening. He may get a Super Bowl ring. I thought, Ace, I thought you were going to get in the mud with me and take Washington. I thought you were going to go there, but you're not. Um <laughs> Um, I yeah, I mean, you're, you're, look, you're, you're on point. They, you know, they have won their last two games and they covered their last two games and they were, okay. they, they were, you know, they were home favorites, uh, against Cincinnati. Um, and they, you know, were, were able to pull that one out and then they were, you know, road dogs on Thanksgiving against Dallas, which just did, which, you know, Beat clearly and just, just smothered the Cowboys. Um, and I mean, not for nothing, like Alex Smith 
comeback play of the year, he is playing a good, good football. Um, and he's keeping this team involved in, 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 involved in games. And Pittsburgh just lost their best defensive player. Bud Dupree is out for the season, torn ACL. Oh. Oh. Um, so he back. Hold on. I'm he, going back to my original pick. He's, 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 he's going to be gone. He was leading the team in sacks. I was about to say, I thought I was going to be here by myself with the Steelers. No, but you, know, um, you, know, you came on to the dark side. Ace is flipping back over. I thought you was going to be on the dark side. I knew you guys was going to pick Washington. Not only this, and. Washington's gonna be my, one of my locks of the week. Ah, uh, okay. How about that? How about them? He went all the way over. Yeah, <laughs> he went all. Over. I'm in. Yeah. I'm I, I just, I just feel like Washington has a has a good opportunity here to, um, to cover this eight and a half. A Pittsburgh. I mean, and if you didn't hear, I mean, you guys should hear hear Mike Tomlin's tirade uh, last week. I mean, a couple well, yesterday, as a matter of fact, either yesterday or this morning after the Pittsburgh win against Baltimore, he, he ripped his team apart. I mean, they, they are not, although they have are sitting at 11 and 0 and they're completely undefeated. They are not playing great football at this point. And I think that this, I think you're right, Ace. I think that this, this, this situation with them having to play on a Wednesday and then coming right back and playing, which for them is going to be a it's still going to be a short week. Um, is going to hurt them a little bit, and this might as well be a Thursday game. Yeah, I mean, a team that had rest. Exactly, exactly. Um, because Washington played not even Sunday. Washington played the previous Thursday, so Washington's getting even more rest because they're getting an extra day playing on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington to cover cover this here. Maybe maybe they squeak out a win. Maybe this is the game that the Pittsburgh Steelers actually drop. You know, uh, with on the look ahead. But yeah, at the very least, I think Washington covers. So uh, I'm gonna stick with the stick with the Redskins here. Oh, the Redskins, the football team. I damn, I haven't said Redskins in like five years, and now I finally do. Uh, you're just gonna get canceled on Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> just just delete all your socials. You'll That's be, fine. Uh, Redbirds, whatever they want to call it. I think it's Red Washington Tails. football team. Washington Red Tails, right? Uh. I don't know. I was going to go like Red Robins or something like that. See, I'm just glad they changed the name because I was calling them the Washington Foreskins just to, <laughs> wow. just to make fun of them. I had just, yeah, I had just been calling them Washington. I had just been calling them Washington for so long. It's hilarious that I actually flipped up, uh, messed up and, and said that, said that name because I had literally, literally have not said that name in five years. It's hilarious. Man, you never heard that one before? No, no, no. Not from you. Oh, well, you know what it is? Uh, a mutual friend of ours who used to live in Queens who's from the D.C. area. Shout out mm. to the DMV. He's a big he's a big uh, Washington fan. So I mock him and to mess with him about why don't they just change the name, man? I started calling them the Washington Foreskins. <laughs> We're also terrible, and it's just a funny thing to say. It just, it just rolls right off the tongue. Maybe you should be All called right. Washington Ballot Boxes or something like that, you know. Eh. <laughs> eh. I mean, you know, everything's politicized enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ease off of them since they, they learn their lesson. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our Q. Am I really hard to please? Perhaps I have such special needs. I wondered what was wrong with me. Running, running, all my ops be running. Running, 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 running. All right, 
worse. I'm talking about myself in the third person again. Clearly, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback this season. Shockingly, Aaron Rodgers is my second quarterback this season. Third is Brian Tannehill. And four and five, respectively, in either or order, is Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Without them, all of these teams would have losing records, especially the Seattle Seahawks, who decided to not invest in the defense outside of Jamal Adams and Patrick Mahomes and the total team that is the Kansas City Chiefs and Aaron Rodgers, who was just on fire at 35 or 36 years old somehow, looking like a young Tom Brady with a much better arm, is just lighting up the NFC North as usual and can actually make some noise. So I'm expecting these NFL playoffs to be pretty exciting considering that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs and or the Baltimore Ravens again to get back to having another shot at even playing the Super Bowl. So that should be good, along with Rodgers. And I will put this as a caveat. Josh Allen almost made it. But I think Lamar Jackson getting COVID may hold him back, but he's just clearly a better athlete and a better passer currently than Josh Allen and a better runner. Even though they're, even though the Bills actually have more wins than the Ravens currently, the Ravens have had a much tougher schedule and played a much tougher division. Considering that Josh Allen has a winless team in his division that he gets to play, so... I'll go with that. Anthony. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Anthony. Well, unlike you, I, I I do respect Patrick Mahomes, but I'm gonna put but I'm gonna put Russell Wilson as the number one. Wow. Just like NBC keeps on saying all the, every time, let uh, let Russ let Russ cook. You know, I'm letting Russ cook. He's good. He should be MV, this year's MVP. Patrick Mahomes, I'm gonna have him as the number two. For my number three, I got Aaron Rodgers. As for number four. Right now, he's slipping down little by little, but I got Lamar Jackson. And this is a surprise because, you know, I'm a Jets fan. I hate this dude. I'm going to put Josh Allen there. Josh Allen's going to be my number five. Wow. And I know somebody, somebody we, all, we all know that's in Bermuda that might be smiling if he ever heard this, that actually said this. Josh <laughs> Allen's my number five in the top five to quarterbacks. this and send it to him so he can post it on his uh, wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, you're never going to hear the end of this one, Ed. Yeah, but you'll never hear me say that ever again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He has the recording. The internet is forever, baby. The internet is forever. <laughs> hey, until, until what's the name? Trevor Lawrence comes out and, you know, takes over next year, you know, this is the best I can do. Yeah, You'd be yeah. happy. Yeah, sorry for Trevor. <laughs> you up. Um, I want to thank Anthony for being bold enough to put Russell Wilson at number one. I mean, obviously my favorite, my favorite quarterback, but I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the balls to do that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is lighting up the NFL once again, doing exactly what, you know, we expect him to do every year. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he is the perfect quarterback in the perfect system built to take advantage of his perfect skills. Like literally, like there is no, I think this is like, you know, he has been put into the right situation. If you, if you, this is the perfect example of like right player, right situation, right coach, right pieces around him, everything. And he's just lighting the league up. You can't, uh, I, I can't even, um, I can't fault it for that. Russell Wilson comes in at number two for me. Um, again, favorite quarterback, favorite quarterback to watch. And he's basically Superman in Seattle. Um, he's got a team and he's got a team that's starting to get a little healthier and a little bit more consistent around him. The defense has been bad most of the year. Um, and he's had to, you know, play some hero ball, uh, which has led him to throw some interceptions early on. But it looks like things are getting a little bit better for them. Uh, and getting Chris Carson back is going to help them out as well. Um, 
Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Ace, you're a Bears fan. I'm a Lions fan. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Hate to say this about him. Can't stand him. Can't. Last week, Sunday Night Football. I'm sitting here watching it, cussing at the TV. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand to compliment that man. So, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I don't have a choice. I mean, he's, he's just, he's just. Ten, he's ten just, straight years, this is what gets on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, it's just surprising. Like people expected at the very least some, some degradation when, when Matt Lafleur yeah. came over, and he's been even more impressive in year two. Yeah. And in year one, despite all of the, 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 the theories about controversy going on in, in Green Bay, uh, Rodgers is... Well, um, I, I would feel you guys pain, but I had to deal with Tom Brady for almost the yeah, whole oh, yeah. Tom Brady. I had to deal with Tom Brady. So, yeah. you know, I don't feel you pain at all. We dealt with Rodgers, and, and before that, we dealt with Brett Favre. So, stop it. Okay, uh, stop. Uh, and the best quarterback the Bears have had in that stretch is Jay Cutler, not the weightlifter okay. Jay Cutler, four-time okay. Olympian, the football player Jay Cutler, who was on the reality <laughs> show. That dude, yeah, that guy. And, and and the whole the whole NFL world shared shared the Tom Brady the Tom Brady experience with you. It wasn't just the AFC. No, no, no. He, no. he was ripping he no, was ripping he, the we, entire league apart. The AFC you know, East was just like part. the punching bag, and everybody was like, "How are you guys can let this happen?" And you know, the playoffs yeah. start. You know, so everybody else felt the pain that we did. Exactly, exactly. They, 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 they didn't want to say nothing, though. <laughs> they just said um, we just bad teams, but you put our teams in your divisions, and you know, we might actually make something. Hey, Kanye, can you let the league finish? Oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry <laughs> about that. Sorry about that. Thank you. Sorry about that. No. Got out of place there. Number four for me is Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I think this is where this is where both of us kind of seg- the three of us kind of segue. Um, you guys have Lamar Jackson in your top five. I'm keeping Deshaun in my top five right now. I think Lamar hasn't Lamar just hasn't put it together uh, okay. enough this season um, for me to keep him there. I mean, he was definitely there at the beginning of the season, but at this point, I would put Deshaun Watson ahead of him and Ace. Uh, you had Ryan Tannehill. I have Ryan Tannehill rounding out my top five. I actually thought that that was a, a, a bold pick, but when I look at his numbers, 65% completions, 23 touchdowns to four interceptions, 106, 106 QB rating. Yes. And not for nothing, um, it's hard to remember what this team – it's hard to remember what this Tennessee team was before him, yeah. but they were not very good because Derrick Henry was there. The rest of the team was there. Derrick Henry was a, was, was a beast running back at that time. He's even more of a beast now, and I think that that's just testament to, um, to their coach. Um, sorry, his, his, name, his name escapes me right now, but to their head coach who, who came in a couple of years ago and to the acquisition of Ryan Tannehill. And so I'll give, I'll give them both the credit, uh, all the credit that they, des- they deserve. And Tannehill being in the top five is a yet another thing that, you know, spits in the eyes of Adam Gase. But also, it's, it also is just funny because no one expected this. Ryan Tannehill, even when Ryan Tannehill was drafted, people, you know, no one expected him to be where he is today. And, you know, he's made a, he's oh, made he's a top five QB of himself. So it's great. But I never thought he'd be this good. And I will say, Marcus Mariota got them to the playoffs twice, and he was the starting QB last year, but they brought in Tannehill to back up for a reason. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure what, what Mariota could do. And much like James Winston, he played his way out, and I don't even know what's, what's going on with him in Vegas because the fact that David Carr is so up and down and they don't even want to give Tannehill and give Mariota a chance, clearly they, they know what's up. So Yeah, he hasn't yeah. smelled the field. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. All right. Next game, I'm going to go first on this one. My Chicago Bears hosting Malik and his Detroit Football Lions. Somehow, we are three-point favorites at home, which says a lot about what 
Vegas sticks about both of these teams because three is a default spread that you give to any home team as a favorite, which means that this game is basically going to end up with someone, probably the Bears, winning by exactly three points and being a push. The over-under is 44 and a half. Now, because they just fired the Detroit Lions head coach, I think, and Matt Nagy ripped into the Bears' entire team, talking about how they laid down on defense and on offense, even though they scored 25 points at the end of the game, garbage points, but still, the Lions aren't going to be able to stop the Bears from running, and the Bears should be able to stop the Lions from passing. Um, they were holding Khalil Mack. He didn't get a lot of calls. Maybe he'll get some calls at home. I don't know. The Bears win this game. They can still sneak into the playoffs. I got to go with my team because they're playing a team that has basically one of the worst defenses in the league in the Detroit Lions. No offense. None taken. But it just is what it is. I'm going with the Bears. The defense might actually, they might run back a kick. This might be a 10-7 game. Who knows? I'm taking the Bears 17-7 Chicago. Uh, Malik. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin my lines here. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm only, I'm only going to do this because I, it, look, I mean, I've picked against them the last two weeks. I, I took them, I took Houston against them the week before and I took Carolina against them the week before that. And I, and I hit on both of those, um, because I knew it was the end of the, I knew we were coming to the end of the Matt Patricia era. And, you know, this is, this is, this is great news in Detroit. I, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying Detroit's going to win the game. I, I think, I think I want to be, be very, very careful with saying that here. I think to your point, Ace, this is a bit of a, this is a push game to me. Um, the thing that, the thing that is always just interesting about this is <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is back and Mitch Trubisky has owned the Lions, like in his, in his games, he has absolutely owned the Lions. Um, just by, he's not owned anyone else, but the Lions. Um, so this is a, a great, opportunity for him to you know put on a show and and, and get a get a victory throwing. at home just keep throwing just keep throwing. yeah I, gonna this get just, a, just keep throwing the one thing that i will say um you know just you know as a, being a fan and reading tea leaves and hearing how things have gone since the firing of matt patricia um the lions have um under daryl bevel who is the interim head coach um have have started to play more more high tempo offense and they've started to, you know, run things a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more of a, in a modern style. Um, so I, I'm expecting to get a little bit more pace out of this game from the Lions. Um, if DeAndre Swift is back, that's going to be a definite b- uh, boom for this offense um, because his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I still think that I, I'm still not sure that if Kenny Galladay is going to is going to play or not. Um, but even if he doesn't, having DeAndre Swift back. Um, should 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 bode well for this team. So, uh, all that to say, give me the Lions. I'll take the three points. And I think that there's, like you said, there's a push here where there's a win by a field goal, one way or the other. So I'll take the Lions to uh, cover. And okay, so it's changes in both teams. You got the quarterback coming back versus the team that was so happy they overjoyed to a, a, a New Year's Day, New Year's Eve party for Matt Patricia leaving. And it's, it's Christmas, to, man. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas coming early. And Coy Malik's talking about Detroit's picking up the pace and stuff like that. Um, you got Nagy over there, you know, his, his um, what was it? The honeymoon's almost, it's basically over. Oh, it's it's been over. Yeah, it's over. It's done. 
And Malik might have not been, um, you know, coming out to actually say, you know, front, forefront saying that Detroit Lions is going to win, but I'm going to do it. Detroit Lions is going to win this. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Detroit Lions. And I know it's supposed to be a rivalry game. You might see the three. You guys are thinking about the three points, but you think about the past Lions. Malik, Malik's talking about the new Lions, that, you know, the, picking up the tempo and stuff like that. So I'm going to go with the Lions in the over in this one. They're going to they're gonna shock the Bears. We did beat Detroit first week of the season, 27-23. That was the Matt, the Matt Patricia Lions. Oh, you know, they, they didn't care about winning. I, no, I agree, and I agree. The, the piece that I agree with there that he said about the Matt Patricia Lions, the Lions were at that – the Matt Patricia Lions, the one thing that they will be known for um, is blowing is blowing double-digit leads. I don't think that this will happen. If the, the Lions are able to get out to a double-digit lead against Chicago, even though it's in Chicago, they will hold it. I believe that they will hold it this time because I just I, – that's just – that's to me, I just think that that's what – that's what did Patricia in. I'm so happy it did. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I think that they'll be able to hold the lead um, because they'll, they're not going to, uh, to just cough it away anymore. So I'm leaning on the Bears defense to respond. I'm leaning on Kyle and I'm leaning on Eddie Jackson. I'm leaning on Khalil Mack to get a couple of sacks. Akeem Hicks is out. I know that's big up the middle. Um, the Lions may have a little bit of success running, but like they're not good at running the ball. Their defense is atrocious. David Montgomery's second game back. The Lions got spanked on Thanksgiving. They're probably going to want to win. But they're playing outside in Chicago. It's going to be cold, cold, cold. Usually so teams change, usually teams change, up, change up a lot when their yeah. coach is going. The you take on the new personnel, the new coach, and get coming and all fired up. Texans fired. Texans covered after they fired their head coach. Um, who else fired their head coach this year? Atlanta, I think. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, and they, they won. They won three games two yeah. games after they fired their head coach. So I'm, I know this is dangerous ground, and I know the Lions should probably come out and win. But both of these teams are in the middle of the pack, and the Bears are the only ones that really have anything to play for. So I'm going to lean on the fact that Chicago wants to win. Mitch wants to stay and keep his job. Maybe no, I think... move out the coach. So it is what it is. Hmm. All right. See what happens. Oh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that I, I think the Lions is playing for something, too. They yeah. might not be playing for a playoff position, but they're playing for something. They're playing to be that new pride to show that, you know what, she got Patricia gone week one. They're playing to not have to draft a new QB by tanking and then getting a top three pick. Sadly, I think Matthew Stafford is playing for. Well, sadly, I think that that's – I think that the Matthew Stafford era might be over in Detroit. Um, you know, you know how it is. New coach, new GM. They're going to want their own their own quarterback. Um so this might this might be over, and I but I'll be happy for Stafford to get an opportunity to go somewhere else and and maybe you know maybe get a win. So we'll see. All right. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the New York Giants. Ten point favorites are the Seattle Seahawks, and the over under is forty seven and a half points, minus five hundred for the Seahawks on the money line, plus three eighty for the Giants on the money line. Uh, this is a perfect spread because I know the Seahawks are going to beat them. But it's the fact that their defense is so awful. Will Daniel Jones throw a couple TDs? Now, I know that he got hurt during the end of last week's game. That's correct, right? Like he had mm-hmm. the game with a yeah. injury or something. Ham, ham, hamstring. Hamstring. So he actually relies on his legs a lot trying to run. I don't know if he's going to be able to run. The fact that he is their leading rusher with 403 yards on the season, and Russell Wilson is the leading rusher for the Seattle Seahawks with 379 yards of the season, it's not bode well for either of these teams. 
The only difference is DK Metcalf, who has a thousand yards receiving in 11 games. Seattle can still take the lead in their division at eight and three, being as they got by the LA Rams and they also got by the San Francisco 49ers. They win this game. This puts them a game ahead of everybody else in their division. I believe they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to want to solidify and get that by. I think they can beat the brakes off of them. Daniel Jones is really hurt and his hamstrings bothering him. Seattle Seahawks defense isn't great at stopping running quarterbacks. As shown by what happened with Kyler Murray, it was just a touchdown fest in that one. The Giants are on the road, playing in Seattle, no fans, but still. I, I want to take the Giants with the crazy spread, but I just believe in Russell Wilson. You know, I put him as my fourth best quarterback overall. He's already had one Super Bowl. He should have had two. I don't know what Pete Carroll's thinking, but maybe they will not throw any crossing routes at the goal line and they will just run it in. I'm taking the Seahawks. This is my second lock of the week. And go ahead. All right. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook because that's what's going to happen. Russ is going to cook and he's going to cook the Giants. I can see it right now. It's going to be Seattle and the over for me. I don't think I don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to even be playing this game because they showed that he even practiced today. Mm. So I don't even know if he's going to even show up. But like I said, you might be talking about Seattle's defense or whatever, but I still could see the Giants losing this. I could see them losing big on this one. So I'm definitely going to take that, that, that um, 10 points or whatever yeah. and go with the over on this one. It's more the fact that Seattle just gave up 17 points to the Philadelphia Eagles, whose offense is even worse than the Giants. That's really what scares me. I understand, but so, I, th- I, I see them turning this around. But they still don't beat bad teams by a lot. I don't yeah, think, like but that, I that game was a bit of a mistake. If you, if you watched that that Seattle Philly game, Philly scored cover. late. Know it, you know, it is cover. Philly, yeah. but Philly Philly scored late to to get that cover. Um, Seattle was up most of that game. I, I actually, I mean, well, based off of our 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 rankings in that game, Seattle still did cover because they were five and a half at the time that we did our pick. I don't know if they went up, but they were five and a half. They they finished the game one by six, twenty three seventeen. Yeah. So they did. They were able to cover um, the spread and the way we had it on last uh, last week when we made our made our picks. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm, you. You guys know how I feel about Russ. So uh, let Russ cook. Ant said it. Um, and 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 go ahead, go ahead out there and stop the Giants. The you know whether whether Jones plays or not, uh, I think this I think is is going to mean something to whether or not the Giants are able to put together you know, a tangible offense that can, that can win, that can, you know, score some points, but they're going to have to score a lot of points against, you know, the, the Seahawks. And they're just not equipped to do that. They haven't been equipped to do that all season like since Saquon Barkley went down. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and since, since Saquon Barkley went down and he was such a huge piece of such a huge component of what their, of what their offense was built around, they just haven't been able to generate, you know, high point totals uh, in any games. Um, and so they just they just can't do that. And Seattle can score in bunches, and they're at home. So um, this is going to be my lock, my second lock of the week as well. Um, give me Seattle, and I'll I'll give the ten here. Uh, I think this is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a slugfest, and Seattle's going to uh, take it out. The the one thing that I the one thing that I that I say, I mean, I know you were talking about the seventeen that they gave up to Philly. The one thing that that kind of scares me here is actually 
if Seattle gets up by, you know, 13, 14 points and just, you know, starts handing the ball off and just starts doing what Pete Carroll has done to Russell Wilson his entire career and says, <laughs> yeah. give the ball to Chris Carson because Chris Carson will be back and, and give the ball to the running, the running game and just kind of keep the Giants at bay. And then the Giants wind up doing a backdoor cover, scoring a late touchdown or something like that. And then, you know, Seattle wins something like 23-16. And we're looking at a, we're looking at a, co- a cover for the Giants. Which so that's the only thing I'm – that's – yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the only thing I'm worried about um, because of this high, this high point total. But I'll still take it. Um, I'll go with something like 30-20 um, Seattle. I'm sorry, 30-17 Seattle. All right. I can see that. I can see that. I like it. They get up early by a lot and ease into a win. All right. Next up, we got the L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are road favorites, getting two and a half points. The Cardinals, for some reason, are road, are home dogs. So the L.A. Rams, who I believe the Rams just lost to San Francisco, a game I thought they were going to win. Shockingly, they dropped. I'm trying to figure out how they lost that one. Maybe it was all just Jared Goff not getting it done. But it is what it is. They lost that one 20-3, 23-20. With another division game coming up, Cardinals are 6-5, and five, the Rams are 7-4. and four. Whoever wins this game is going to the playoffs. Whoever loses is going home. This is a loser-leave-town game. I have more faith in the head coach of the Rams. I believe the Rams' defense is a better team. I know that the Arizona Cardinals have a much better offense, but I'm going to take Aaron Donald and the La Rams to cover this two-and-a-half-point spread. They may have lost to San Francisco, but I can't see them dropping two games back-to-back. I'm going to take the Rams on the road to cover this by the field goal. The over-under is 47-and-a-half. I believe this game is going to be under as well. It's going to be another 23-20 or 20-17 to game in favor of the Rams. Malik. So the matchup that I'm looking – there's two matchups that I, I'm, I'm looking for – that I want, I really, really want to see. I want to see Aaron Donald versus Kyler Murray. I think that that's going to be an absolute, absolutely fun matchup. Obviously, you know, Donald's got to get through that line, and you know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury and that offense, that offensive uh, game plan has to be to keep him away from Kyler Murray as much as they possibly can. But if Aaron, Aaron Donald gets free, watching him chase, you know, a, a road runner like like Kyler Murray is is likely going to be, it's going to be interesting one way or the other. Uh, it's going to be interesting one way or the other. The other matchup that I can't wait for is obviously Jalen Ramsey versus Nuke, uh, Nuke Hopkins, and seeing what that's going to look like. Look, Jalen is usually the – he's a physical corner, big physical corner. He's the type of guy that likes to get his hands on you and, and, and really, like, basically abuse you at the line of scrimmage and, and force you to, you know, kind of do what he does. And Hopkins is used to playing against that type of player because he plays against Patrick Peterson, you know, in, in practice all week. So um, I don't, I'm not saying that Patrick, that I think Hopkins is going to, you know, have a great game against him. Nobody's had a good game against, uh, against Ramsey this year. Um, but I do think it's going to be a really interesting, interesting matchup there. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals to, I mean, again, wow. again, I, you heard me, you heard me say it before home dogs division game. I'm going to take it because how often does that happen? These games will run close. And I, I think that this will be something with the, with the Cardinals can pull it out. The other pieces, the Cardinals just lost to new England. And I'm sure that they're pissed off about that. Um, 
this is not a that's not a game that they probably saw themselves losing. Kyler Murray had a horrible game in that one. I expect him to have a bounce back for him statistically and for the Cardinals to at the very least, uh, you know, play a play a close enough game to either lose by less than a field goal or win this outright at home. So give me the Cardinals and I will play the over here. Uh, I think this is uh, I think this is a game that gets into the 20s on both sides and gets us over the 47 and a half. So I'll take the Cardinals on the over. Man. I think you're gonna go with my Cardinals and the other thing over here, but you know, I guess and you know, you don't have a quite a camera on my on the little notepad of scribbles. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm gonna definitely gonna go with Cardinals as well, but I'm gonna go with Cardinals in the under in this one. I can definitely see this actually happening. Ace, you might believe in the um, Rams coach, um, was Sean McVay. Yes, you might believe in him, but um, I think Malik said this a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't believe in golf. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Yeah, said, I don't believe in his in him either. You you know who Goff reminds me of, and I I I, I just started watching Cobra Kai. Mm. He reminds me of Johnny Lawrence. Like he reminds me of that guy. Like he was really popular in high school. In about fifteen years, Jared Goff is going to be working at somebody at somebody's grocery store. Um, he's going to be a manager at the Not grocery store. Back, but I hear you. He's he's going to be somebody who who is like who had his glory days back when he was in school, never, never, never fully, never fully got, uh, got over the hump. Um, and just is always going to talk about, you know, the, the times that were, but yeah, that. that's, that's what he reminds me of, man. I can definitely picture that. And, ju- and just because even, and thanks to even that, I'm going to double down on this and make this my life of the week. I'm going with Cardinals and the other, this one, you just because of gonna, that. I'm going the other way. And I'm going to take the Rams as my lock of the week. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm rolling with the 5-0 guy. I'm going to go Arizona as well. We're all locking this one in. <laughs> yeah, that's right, folks. This is a rivalry pick game right here. Lock it in. Right. We have coming up next, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are getting eight points on the road at the Packers. I can completely understand why. Over under on this is 47 and a half, which I believe is low. The Eagles are plus 320 on the money line and the Packers are minus 400. There is no way the Eagles are winning in this game. Um, I don't, unless some surprise performance comes out of their running back, I don't see it. Aaron Jones is healed up. He's going to be playing better against a much weaker defensive line. Fletcher Cox is okay, but they can neutralize him both double teams. The Eagles' secondary is atrocious. They gave up a bunch of points to Washington and also to the Giants. The Packers are working with probably the second and third best quarterback in the league this season and probably the past couple of years as well. Expect Devontae Adams to have – I can't believe I keep forgetting that guy's name as bad as he is, as much as he's killing teams this year. Expect him to have two to three touchdowns this game. I expect this game to be a lot to a little. Uh, Packers – 47, 40 to 17. This is easily going to hit the over. Packers, lock it in. Minus eight. Give me the pack. At home. And. Yeah, um, I saw this. And as soon as I just glanced at it, two words came in my, my mind. The songs that came back from a long time ago. A rap song. Basically, slow down. You know, that just, you know, that <laughs> saying just came in my, in my head. And I'm definitely going to roll with you on this one, Ace. I'm Green Bay Packers, I'm taking it over on this one. Don't even need to explain it. You explained enough on this one. But like I said, the only thing that kept on going through my head was the slaughter in the house, and it was just done. It's like, yeah, this is this day bye week right now. Malik? 
Yeah, it's a sweep for us. I'm going Green Bay here as well. I actually think this line is low. Um, I think eight is – I think if you can get in on this line now, you, you should um, because I think it's going to go up. Um, look, I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't done anything to show that he's capable of winning – playing winning-type football, much less, you know, covering a, you know, a spread like this. Um, and on the road for that matter. I'd be interested to see what the weather is going to be in Green Bay. Obviously, it's December in Wisconsin, so you assume it's going to be cold and, and, and maybe things will trend a little bit towards the, the running game and, and a lower scoring game. But Aaron Rodgers does not have any problems playing in Green Bay late in, late in the season. It's not going to be a problem for him. It's probably not going to be a problem for those receivers. They'll, they'll be able to take They'll be able to handle business against Philly. This is not the type of game that they, that they want to lose um, because although they pretty much have the division well in hand, they are probably playing for at least an opportunity to host a, a game um, and maybe even get a bye if they can, um, if they can win out and New Orleans, um, you know, or uh, <clears throat> New Orleans or Seattle falters a little bit. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is the type of game that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers know they have to win, they have to win big, and they just have to, you know, smother Philadelphia and put them out of their misery early. So, yep, I'm, I'm leaning somewhere around 40, 40, 13, 40, 17, something along those lines. Give me the Packers, and I'm locking it in as best bet as well. It should be around 29 degrees, just to let you know, 29 to 37 degrees is going to be freezing cold. Yeah. Good luck on that one. That's Aaron Rodgers' weather. That's yeah, it's done. That's good football weather. I'll take that all day. All right. We have the San Diego Chargers hosting the – I'm sorry, the L.A. Chargers hosting the New England Patriots. This is a one-point spread, which basically both teams are minus on the money line, which is surprising again. 46.5 points over under. I am leaning heavily towards the Patriots, being as they've beaten – two teams this year that are much better than them in terms of people being able to think they can get these wins. They beat Baltimore, who somehow just had, the Patriots just had Lamar Jackson's number, the weather helped, but they also had Kyler Murray's number. I don't see them losing to a rookie quarterback to Justin Herbert. Even though he's playing well, he's really only using one weapon on his team. The Chargers don't have much of a running game. The Patriots are all running all the time. And Cam has actually found a couple of receivers to throw to. I keep talking of N. Kill Harry, and maybe he'll actually have a good game this week on the road in some warm weather. Being as he is from Florida and he went to the University of Florida, maybe he just needs a little bit of sunshine to get it going. I'm going to take the Pats minus one. I'm going to lock this in. It's my last lock of the week. Malik. So, Bill Belichick, since he's been a head coach, and you know, for the most part, you know, most of the success of his career has been while he's been in New England, he's 19 and five all-time against rookie quarterbacks 19 and 5 so he don't lose much to these guys he figures out a way to beat them and despite the fact that you know the team around him is not as talented as the teams that he's had in the past they're going on the road uh playing against la um this is still this is still New England. This is still Belichick. I know that I said a couple of weeks ago that the couple of the lines that they were, we were looking at for them were Belichickian um, in, in nature, and that's and that's and this. But I don't think this one is. It means it means that we're we're giving him a lot more credit than he deserves um, because the team is not good enough to cover for his 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 greatness as a head coach. And we said that last um, week. We covered correct. I don't think I said that about the Arizona game. I think I said that about the game before that. Um, I don't remember what good game that was. But anyway, um, I don't think that that's, that that's the case here. I think that, you know, legitimately don't trust the Chargers to, um, to cover anything. 
Uh, Justin Herbert, as great as he's been, has you know shown shown a propensity to let games go, let games get too close, let games get too difficult. And one of the things that the Patriots have shown thus far with Cam Newton is if you give them the opportunity to to keep it close, and you give Cam Newton a chance, you know he can run that ball, get 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 down into field goal range, and you know make a play or two that gets them a win. Um, and, and clearly, based off of his commentary, he doesn't care if he throws zero touchdowns and five picks in a game as long as they have the opportunity to win late and they can do that and, and leg it out. He's good with that. So give me the, give me the pats here as well. Um, I will, I'm going to – and I would actually play, even though they're, they're both negative on the money line, so it doesn't really make any sense to go. And it's hilarious because New England is, New England is actually a bigger negative on the money line than, than the Chargers are. So you'd actually have to put more on the – more you'd have to you, you're getting back a little bit more for the Patriots you know, for your for your for your bet you're getting back a dollar twelve for your one dollar so um, it's really really close here but yeah give me give me New England and uh, I'll take the under here as well uh, I think this plays this plays down to forty six uh, so I'm thinking something somewhere around a lot of twenty three twenty one something around it. Well, um, I don't know if you kept on seeing Movie League, but throughout the whole time you were speaking, I was just shaking my head. I was up and down and just green the whole way. You, you hit it on the nail on the head every time. Well, I have to deal with it, of course. But So I already know Belichick, you know, destroys rookies. I already know <laughs> how this is going to go. I already know that New England is always taking advantage of the perfect opportunity. You said it perfectly. When you said opportunity, that's, that's New England right there. They always take – take over any opportunity that they's given. And I'm definitely going to go with New England on this one and taking the under on this one. They're not going to they, – they're going to make sure that um, the Chargers are going to lose this and they they definitely going to – it's not going to be that 46 and a half over there, but they definitely going to win this. I should put this as my lock of the week as well. I'm going to do that. The second game we all agree on is our lock. Jacksonville. And New England. All right. Going on to the next and not the last, but one of the best games of the week. We got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Denver Broncos. The biggest spread, money line, and overall. The Chiefs are spotting the Denver Broncos 14 points, considering that their entire quarterback room may have tested positive for COVID. We still don't know. But they were all at least in close contact. But I believe they're getting back all of their QBs, and they've contained the spread. Uh... They're minus 1,000 on the money line, the Kansas City Chiefs, meaning you have to bet $1,000 to get $100 back. The Broncos are plus 680. So if you really feel like gambling, I'd rather just put it in a slot machine than do this. Do not <laughs> bet on this team. Do not. They just lost 31-3 to Taysom Hill at home at Mile High with a guy who runs the entire game. Did not, what did he throw, like 15 passes, I believe? Somehow completed like 60%. Still didn't throw a touchdown pass somehow. I don't even know how that's possible. He ran two in. Yeah, ran two short ones in. He was like, oh, I'd rather just run this in. Why throw? I'm right here already. I think he's trying to break a record. Honestly, I think he's trying to break a record. If there is a record to be had, you know, most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback before their first passing touchdown, I think that's what Taysom was going for. He's trying to prove a point, and I think he's going to prove it. And we'll see with that game against the Falcons. Like nineteen thirties football is a thing, boy. Nineteen thirties style. Forward passes and defensive. Don't you use leather helmets? They good. Exactly. It's like a shot from Leatherheads with uh, George Clooney. Anyways, <laughs> we're talking about the Chiefs. Chiefs are gonna roll. 
Um, I know this is a huge spread, and Denver should be able to keep it close. They will not keep it close. This is a rivalry game. The Chiefs are going to go in. They're not going to ease up. I feel bad for Vic Fangio because these quarterbacks have basically been resting sitting at home, not being up to practice. Mental reps are great, but um, none of these quarterbacks are really great. Drew Locke is good. I see a future for him. I see a future for Jerry Judy, but the wide receivers are kind of banged up, and after last week's game, I can't imagine they feel like they have much to play for. They might cover this, but I still believe more in the Chiefs than I do in the Broncos in anything. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I wouldn't put this as my lock of the week, but the Chiefs and the over, and the over-under is 50-and-a-half. The Chiefs could score 40, the Broncos could score 17, 20, and they would still cover. Can't see the Chiefs for the cover. Malik. I am taking the Chiefs, and I am locking this one in. This will be my last lock of the week, number five for me. Um, uh, I, I just feel like the Chiefs are playing at a level that, you know, 99% of the league cannot get to at this point. Um, and it's going to take either a, a key injury or, you know, some kind of a, you know, a COVID situation to derail them from what, you know, what they're ultimately going to do, which is, um, you know, win their division, finish, finish, finish up with the division, uh, probably wind up uh, being the one seed, getting that, getting that first round by um, because I don't believe Pittsburgh's going to go 16 and 0. And um, then, you know, rolling through to and, and getting it back to Tampa um, for the Super Bowl. Um, and so, yeah, a game against Denver that's dealing with all of the, the blowback from the COVID situation, still not really sure what they're doing at the quarterback position and still not really sure what they're doing at a lot of the other positions. They don't have, um, you know, obviously they, they still don't have uh, their number two receiver. I can't remember um, the gentleman's name. Um, and Judy is still a rookie. So, yeah. It's going to be a tough, tough go for Handler. them. Uh, what you're talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough go for them. I, I just can't see them, you know, pulling out a victory here or, or keeping it close enough uh, that you want to play the, 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 play the 14 and really take that. So I'm going to go ahead and go with KC again. If you don't feel comfortable putting that into your parlay, don't. Um, it's, it's perfectly fine. I mean, it is a high, high number to high number to count. Um, but, if there is a team that you can trust to do it, it should be the Chiefs. So uh, take, give me KC, and I will play the over as well here, um, 50 and a half, because KC is probably going to take up, you know, 38 to 40 of it, and then all you really need to do is get, 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 a, get a 10 spot from your Broncos. So give me KC, and I'll take the over. All right. And I'm leaning towards going the same way you guys are going with KC and the over. But I'm going to go a little different route on this. I'm going to go with Casey and the under in this one because the thing is that Kansas City don't really want to score that many points, even though they have the team to go and rack it up to at least a Madden type of 100 points and stuff like that. They actually had that type of team. But, I, but for some reason this year, they've been trying their best not to really score that much points. They're just trying to keep it, keep it as a good game. So I'm still going to go with Casey with everybody, with, with both of y'all. And I don't really trust the Denver quarterbacks. They might not even come back, for all we know. But I'm going to go with Casey in the under in this one just just because I just got that feeling on this. These two teams um, played already, and Kansas City beat them 43-16. to 16. I'm still sticking with what I'm, what I, what I'm going to pick. All right. All right. Next up, we have buffalo bills and at the san francisco 49ers which is going to be monday night football i believe correct oh no this is going to be sunday night football again 
Oh, good. I can turn in early. This is going to be this is going to be yeah. This is going to be Sunday night football. Bills at 49ers. The 49ers are trying to sneak into the playoffs. The 49ers are getting one point at home, which basically makes this game a pick 'em. Unless you believe the Bills are going to win this game by a point, uh, which turned into a push. I think the Bills should be able to win this game. They have the better defensive line. Jefferson's entire offense is going to be predicated on the Bills turning the ball over, which Josh Allen does a lot. There are a lot of fumbles and a lot of picks with him. San Francisco 49ers defense is disciplined. They're not great, but they're good enough. The Bills just need to outplay them in this one, and I expect this to be a very low-scoring game. The over-under is 47.5, and and I'm going to take the Bills as my final lock of the week and lock it in, Bills minus one at San Francisco. I still think Nick Mullins is trash. He did not play well last week. They somehow still beat the Rams due to Jared Goff just playing terrible. And it was really Raheem Mostert. Even though he only had 43 yards, that touchdown was huge. Uh, Nick Mullins threw 252 yards and one interception. Goff just had two interceptions. So the difference in this game will be who will throw more interceptions. I think the Bills will throw less. I'm taking the Bills. Malik. This feel I feel like this is I feel like this is uh it's like Sesame Street week over it's like Sesame Street here. And 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 what I mean by that is um in Sesame Street there's always like, you know, what was the phrase of the week or the phrase of the day? Well, the phrase of this week for me is home underdogs. Take them, take them, roll with them. That's the phrase of the week. Taking San Francisco here. Look, Buffalo has been a very good team throughout the season, but if there's one thing that they are still susceptible to is the Josh Allen uh, overthrows and interceptions. He is due for another one. He's due for another bit, another game. I know he's one of Anthony's favorite quarterbacks now, uh, and, and, that, and that's all well and good. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like what San Francisco has been doing. I like what uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and, the, and the team has – rebounded to to a degree um and nick mullins may not be very good but they figured out a way to win with him um that win against uh, against the la rams was very impressive um and they should be able to do that again at home um this is i know this is not really a home game for them they're playing this game in arizona um because of the situation with the santa clara um not allowing for any kind of any kind of activities um but at least they knew about it a week ago right and they and they were able to plan and prep and, and and do what they needed to do yeah. it didn't it didn't seem like it doesn't seem like it derailed them too much the you know it's not like they're playing in a different coast or a different time zone than they than they normally would so I, I don't think that'll be too much of a problem for them and the last time the bills were in arizona they lost so <laughs> let's <laughs> on a let's, miracle throw yeah Nick but 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 they make. but but they still lost, so I'm I'm yeah. going to uh, go with the Bills going 0-2 in, in, in the state of Arizona this year, and I'm going to go roll with the home dog that is the San Francisco 49ers and give me the one point, so we'll go there. All right, and? Well, since I have him in my lineup, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Josh Allen, and I'm going to go with the Bills, and I'm definitely going to go with the Bills, and I'm taking the under in this one. This this is definitely no home games for each one. This is like them going to London or something like that right now. The only difference is that San Francisco is just used to the time zone. That's really it. That's an I, advantage. Hmm? That is an advantage. Uh, to me, I, I still think that the Bills can still pull this off. They're the better team. I don't trust – who's the San Francisco's quarterback again? Nick, Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. He yeah, reminds me of a young uh, Rex Grossman. Yeah. He kind of looks like him. Yeah, he kind of does resemble him. 
Did Russ Grossman actually win anything? He won an NFC he Championship. Something you might not be familiar with as a Jets fan. No, no, no. I remember Russ <laughs> Grossman, but you know, I don't. I remember you know how his his accomplishments, but still get a ring for going to the end to, to winning <laughs> the NFC Championship. I don't know if you know that they get a ring championship rings. Yeah, they get AFC a championship ring. Ranks. Oh gosh! You won your conference. No one wants that damn ring. You you guys and your teams wouldn't be familiar with being in a Super Bowl. So maybe one day when you get there, you can bash. Man, look, the only reason that you know about that is because of Ace Ventura. The only reason you know about them damn championship rigs is because of Ace Ventura. That's it. Okay. No, because the Bills chill out, Snowflake. Okay. The Bills got four AFC championship rigs. Well, Laces out. Laces out, man. Well, they're gonna get a championship ring this week when they beat the 49ers, because this is their game to win. So I'm going with the Bills and I'm going with the Bills and the under in this one. Nice. All right. All right, folks. There it is. This is week 13 for the Sports Gods Pick Show. Anybody, y'all got any shout-outs? And I got sh- I got shout outs to Adam Gates to keep doing keep up keep up the good work, you know, keep on losing. I still can't believe they haven't fired that dude. That is just so wild to me. They've been fired coaches for anything. It's January 4th. That's what they're waiting for. You know, pink slip day. They fired, they have fired like seven coaches in college. They even fired a coach of a team of a mid-major. And they were like, nah, you got to go. Week two, they were like, not, nah, no, can't do it. Somehow Adam Gase is still employed. Yeah, because Christopher Johnson missed the baby powder himself. Things that, um, quite googly eyes is the smartest guy on earth. So baby powder. <laughs> oh, Lord. Believe. Yeah. And, I, and I'll give my shout out again. I know I mentioned it earlier, but my shout out to Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Sheila Ford Hamp. That is the chairwoman of the Detroit Lions. She's the owner and the chairwoman. She has been in, in her position for not too long, this, not too long thus far. Um, and this is her first real action uh, is getting rid of Matt Patricia and now, you know, going into the off season of selecting a new GM and a new head coach. And so we're looking forward to what that is. And last but not least, huge, huge, huge shout out. I hope she's listening to the woman that's on my list, uh, Mandalorian. If you guys watch the Mandalorian, uh, if you, if you do, uh, Miss Rosario Dawson came on and played Ahsoka Tano and looked hella fine doing it. Um, and yeah, so shout out to her for, uh, yeah. Hopefully there's some cosplay. My wife will be up for some cosplaying, you know, uh, to, to wow. help me to help me live out that uh, that fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll keep mine slightly more football related. Shout out to the University of Buffalo for going four and zero. I believe y'all should be ranked. This is atrocious. I don't know what the uh, college football playoff committee is trying to prove here by keeping us out. We're clearly better than a lot of these teams that have lost games. Shout out to Mike Glennon for proving Anthony wrong and getting two TDs and no picks and covering the spread against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. And shout out to me for going an amazing, <laughs> what is this? Uh, an amazing 4-12 and 12 last week out of 16 games because that's how good I am at picking these. <laughs> to run this down for you guys last week, I was 4-12. and 12. Malik was 7 Nine and seven, and Anthony was seven and nine. So, for the season, where are we standing at on the season? What are, what are our season totals here, too? You're in third place, are, I think. I am in You're third place. I caught up to Anthony early and lost it on Thursday. So I have 29 and 53 at 30%. Anthony's at a, a balmy 34% <laughs> <laughs> at 33 and 49. And Malik is barely above freezing at 38% in the win column with 37 and 45. If I win hey. 10 games a week, 
until week 17. If there is a week 18, hopefully not. I will just barely get back to 49%. So there's that. Go ahead, Malik. I mean, thirty-eight percent. You don't need a coat if you, you know, if you, if you, you, you can go outside without the coat on. I mean, 30, 30 and thirty-four. You, you, you need to wear shit. You need, to, you need to cover up. With thirty-eight percent, you can get away with. It's still hoodie season, and it's my yeah. favorite season of the year. So thirty-eight, I'm still gonna take it. It's hoodie season. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna hover right here, right around here for the rest of the season. I'm gonna try. But to this is my first. This was yeah. my first. 12, week twelve was my first week over five hundred. So I want to yes. say that that's that that that's a feat in and of itself. A win is so, a win. Let's do I it. I hope to go five and zero on my best bets. As last week, I went one and four, so there's yes. also that. And my only best bet that covered was Washington. So <laughs> shout out to you, Alex Smith, <laughs> for carrying your boy home on one of these. All right, that's it. Peace. Peace. Peace.